Hey, classmates. What's up? Hey, Anthony J. How you feeling today? What's up? What's up? Happy 2023. Happy you know? New Year's with the S yes. on the end. Mm -hmm. All the years. <laughs> <laughs> All the years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. I heard it's cold there. It's cold here. Oh, child. It's like every time. So we're recording on uh, the weekend of Martin Luther King on the celebration and birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And um, I realize in my big old age now that every single year it always gets really cold around that time. So I just be feeling like his ghosts come back and be like, y'all, like just really make his presence known throughout the whole, you know, United States. So, because uh, <laughs> I'm like, ain't no reason for it to be this cold when last week it was a little warmer and actually next week is going to be a little warmer. I mean, how's the weather there where you are? That is always the formula for MLK weekend. And I swear it's like after President's Day weekend too. So, <laughs> it, it, and it's never just like it's a regular January day. It's like you said, it was just warm and y'all just experienced 50, 60 degree weather and now it's going to be cold. So it feels colder or it's just going to be super cold or... It feels like a regular January day, but the wind is out here doing backflips and front flips and mm -hmm. gonna blow you away. It's like, so I lived in Baltimore for like 10 years. I always wanted to go to MLK Parade. Never made it because the weather was always wilding out and I was like, I just can't. And so out of all things that were like the city, like free outdoor events, that's the only one that I didn't get to attend. I used to hear that it was cool and, you know, it was... But every year, I was just like, oh, how? How? <laughs> so what I remember going to those Martin Luther King Jr. Day parades, um, I always remember it being very cold. But I really loved going because the Emerson Westside Band would always come out and, um, you know, like dance and everything. And it would really be a great celebration for us. But, yeah, it was always cold. Like, you really got to put Vaseline on your face. Like, um it's, it's given antarctica it's given poland it's given iceland like i don't know why it's just you feel extra crispy standing out there too like it's like okay make sure they not on cp time because you really want to be on time to things and you want to go home straight after like you ain't going nowhere after that you going to the house or to somewhere nice and warm so um yeah do they have anything like that in atlanta I, I, you know it's it, an MLK everywhere a little MLK Boulevard everywhere so it's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm really trying to so I like to celebrate MLK Day by well growing up my church would often do not even my church my grandmother's church would often do like a breakfast okay um and so they would have a like short it wouldn't even be a sermon like an hour or whatever um and then it would be like a nice breakfast or whatever so that set the tone of like how you celebrate MLK Day for me right um, and then later on in life, I was like, oh, this would be like a good time to do self-care. Atlanta. <laughs> what are they doing? It's full of parties. What are they doing? Well, I was like, yeah, it's about to be really good here because, you know, MLK, like Martin Luther King is, you know. Ebenezer Luke. Baptist Church. As Snick, of course, you know, the history. The history I'm like, alone. Yo, where I want to go to a nice, you know, MLK event. Um, and it's a Sunday this year. It's church. It's like you can have that real like Southern church sermon with like the 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 preacher that like and when he talk, you know what I mean? And like you can go get the fried chicken and the cornbread and the mashed potatoes afterwards at the Sunday school, you know. So it's like you really could. Or you make can get a survive. hookah with the MLK if you come on MLK day. Or like I'm like, what does that have to do with MLK? Why are we shaking our ass for Martin Luther King? I really don't understand the connection. I'm not even going to lie. I know I saw some kitty disco flyers in Baltimore with Martin Luther King Jr. on the front cover. Like, oh, let freedom oh. reign on this Monday. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a little carried away. I know. I understand. <laughs> that is and everywhere. I'm like, and I did find... Shout out to my friend Hakeem who did come through because I was like, what are you doing? Because I think everybody else is just like, three-day weekend. And I was like, I really want to do something that's very for MLK. And for me, getting drunk is not celebrating MLK Day. So he did find like a, um, which is similar, like I said, to my church, uh, my grandmother's church, which I brought up, which is like a breakfast and kind of like discussion that somebody's doing. So I'm going to be going to that Monday morning. Awesome. Um, so I'm excited about that. And again, I like to party every once in a while and stuff, but I'm just like, 
inappropriate. Why y'all attaching it to him? Y'all know better. What about you? Um, honestly, I'm going to brunch. It is so rare that me and my mother have time to spend each to with each other these days. Um, and she asked me if I wanted to go to brunch in Arundel in Arundel County, um, actually Annapolis. So we're going to go to brunch. We invited one of her friends because it, it, um, is around her friend's birthday time. So my mother really like, she hangs out more and more, especially since, you know, she does not have a spouse, like she's a widower, but, um, she still works a a lot, like a lot. Mm. And she plans on retiring, in the summer so she's oh, really nice. yeah so i'm just like my like you really gotta like ease back on the working like you really i really want you to which i've been pushing this ever since she announced that she wanted to retire this year and, and this has been for years i'm just like my like you really need to find ways to um you know use your productivity and your your energy for things outside of work you know mm. so um i always find when it you know when my mother wants to like when she initiates wanting to do things outside of like cleaning the house or like working or something like that like I always try my best to like you know indulge in that with her so we're gonna go to brunch and like mother like daughter like son like all our family like we all just really really work hard like had it not been for us recording I would be at work right now I'm not even gonna lie but today Mm -hmm. we're gonna record I'm going to brunch like I'm going I've relaxed this weekend and I think that is like my truest um like my most free way of expressing how free I feel during Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and celebration honestly it's like you know I'm a black woman I have never or not have never but I'm still learning ways to um give myself the space and the growth to be vulnerable, to have emotions, to feel feelings, to relax, to not be so um, goal oriented and like driven all the time, like really have days where I can relax. Um, I'm not sure if anyone can relate to that, but I really like this was a moment for me to really sit there and like get all my my rest like yesterday. And it's, you know, yesterday was Saturday. I didn't even go out. I was I had plans to go out with two people at least and I didn't go because I just was so exhausted from working and this not just working the previous week but like I've been I feel like I've been working since September October like honestly the whole 2022 so you know the work just never stops and I like find time for you to decide that you know you want to rest during Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday celebration. But I think this is more than enough for me to like owe myself this time. It's like, mm-hmm. not only do I deserve it, like this is my right. Like we've talked about that too. Like, I, you know, we've had conversations about that too. Like this is our right, you know? So um, yeah, I'm chilling. I'm I'm brunching. You know, I'm going party, buck wild and everything, but I'm having a little Prosecco. I'm a little Prosecco. <laughs> But I think it's really good, especially because this year you're in Atlanta. Like, um, I remember visiting Atlanta many times, but walking the same streets, you know, that the civil rights movement happened on, going to, like, visiting the the African-American museums there, you know, visiting Ebenezer Baptist Church. And then last summer, I went to Memphis and I got to go to Lorraine Hotel so it's Mm. just all really amazing to me that I'm walking like you know as a as a American are like the things that we realize about our country like our our country is is very young you know Mm. compared to like European countries or African countries or Asian countries like we really don't have a stronger history other than like imperialism and settlements and killing and you know just that just that but um it's always nice to walk the same streets as you know Ralph Abernathy David Ralph Abernathy or you know just the people that we really um hold as a high prestige who have been really significant in um making sure that our rights are protected preserved and we get to live our our fullest and most beautiful truth so yeah i like that you go and do a little history lesson on monday 
I like that you're doing that with your mom too. And um, back to what I was saying about the self-care part, somebody had a, like, it comes out every year that somebody has like a, a tweet or whatever. that's like, I'm glad MLK March so I can have Monday off to sleep on my couch or whatever. But it's like for real though, because we as Black Americans have to work so much harder in order for us to just be able to survive. Yeah. Being able to say I'm taking a day off, it has meaning to that. You know what I mean? It's not just, oh, I'm being lazy or like I'm not celebrating. You know what I mean? Like all these things, the, the restoration saving ourselves is part of part of our survival. So I think I love that you brought that into the combo. And it's bringing us into um segueing us into what we're talking about today yes sir which we're happy, doing some also happy mm-hmm. no class anniversary, oh! anniversary. <laughs> it's our anniversary uh, 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 anniversary yeah y'all we are celebrating another year at no class podcast so anthony j i did I, i'm sorry to interrupt but i wanted to announce that because i think i thought it was so amazing so no it's great and it's it's what you were saying earlier and plus with the anniversary is why we thought we had an episode where we just talked about adult life hacks because we had so many on the show and we've been airing so many we've aired so many great episodes we've been to you all like semester after semester after semester and it's a good time to kind of do like a summary of what some of the important gems are and some of the great knowledge and insight that not only um, myself and Chantel shared, but with the great substitute teachers that we had. We had some really moments that like really kind of change um, my approach on things, my perspectives, the way that I moved in life, like Again, that's no class. That's no class. And that's why we still have these convos. Um, I know a lot of, we talked about this before, a lot of podcasts have not lasted as long as we do. They will do like, hey, we did like a good two or three seasons and it's a wrap on to the next thing. Like, because podcasting is often used as a platform or a springboard to do another thing. Um, And then the other thing is that we, while we would like to have our numbers up, while we would like to be balling off of the podcast, that is not the reason why we do it. Um, That'd be great to have happen. And we know that like we try to be as consistent as we can, but we got full-time jobs in life and all that kind of stuff. But the reason why it still happens that we've been here season after season, well, I should say semester after semester, is because of the way that it feeds us, the conversations that we have. We have conversations on things that literally we're struggling with or we're trying to navigate and the same things that we know that you all are. And so in this episode, we wanna share some of our favorite things, some of those things that have been most helpful for us um, in this adult life hacking episode. So um, do you want me to start? Are you? Yeah, first of all, beautiful introduction. I loved it. Um, I would love to hear one of the episodes that really helped helped you during our whole time at middle class podcast at least well you know one and then I can definitely piggyback and bounce off of that and add my own so yes please start the first and freshest one that comes to mind because we also Chantel and I also have not done so this is gonna be in here too a wrap up of like the rest of our year (laughs) and so 2022 at the beginning of the year I think it was like episode two or three uh, we did the episode on my best poly life. And in that episode, we got to, I entered the convo approaching it from, and um, I'm trying to find the date on this as we're talking. But anyway, did it try to approach it from um, a very, from the show that I watched, Wild Women Kill. I was like, oh, this seems kind of problematic. Let's have folks on here to to talk about what was problematic or what is problematic when we see poly life discussed or shown on TV. Um, and so we had Michelle and Marcus come, both who identify as poly. And it was actually kind of like our second com- combo on poly. The first one was years ago and was kind of like an intro. And when we got to really examine it, I was like, oh, that's not like me. Oh, that's not like I would like that. 2020, I spent my year living as a as a poly person as a solo poly person and um 
really that taught me how to practice being poly teaches you how to practice boundaries um teaches you how to um communicate better set expectations all of that like I was just like this is the year that I'm holding on and doing this and I was not in relationship with anybody that was poly right so that was also interesting and trying to because for me oftentimes people be like what is that I don't understand I don't get it and I'd be like okay I'm gonna just go back to what I was doing before because this is a little too hard right I also did not in, in last year develop and be like, oh, I have a poly community, a whole bunch of poly friends. I was like kind of doing it kind of on my own besides like there were books and stuff that I was reading. But yeah, that was really big for me. That really kind of changed my year and in, in my dating life last year. And, um, you know, it's bleeding into 2023. I'm still like figuring out like what that means for like right now is poly a thing that is permanent? Like, was it a certain time of my life or whatever? But that flexibility and that wonder, that came from that episode. So shout out to you, Marcus and Michelle, because I was not there before that episode. So that is a beautiful revelation. Well, the episode, I found the date, the episode did air around Valentine's Day of 2022. So it was like um, that Wednesday, which was February 16th, 2022. If you guys want to go back and take a look at that episode it was spring 22 episode two um but I definitely enjoyed that episode and I you know it helped me to understand more about um like vulnerability intimacy like I've been doing this whole journey towards like intimacy like what that means to me how I you know cherish those intimate moments with myself and with my loved ones outside of romantic well it first started out being within my romantic spaces and like my more sexual spaces but now it is me really discovering what that looks like outside of romantic spaces and outside of sexual places so um for me I didn't do much dating in 2022 and um there were times that I minded but I realized my I realized the maturity and the growth that I have had and what I continue I want to continue to work on um I honestly hadn't met anybody that I liked enough to um be in spaces with intimately anyway so you know which didn't bother me much but I really loved that episode too because it really helps me to understand that like I not not downplaying anything about polyamorous relationships but it allowed me to be more free in my flirtation um and allowed me to be more free in exploring like my blah 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 soft life you know like my softer side like the so the mm. side that um is more vulnerable and allows people to know that I do like your company and I want you to be around and if you reject me yeah okay that might come with something like but also like you don't owe me any explanation for why you don't want to be in my space so it just mm -hmm. gave me a lot of rationale towards the feelings that I had and like processing those things um I definitely reached like explored out of my shell more in 2022 and I've been doing that since I've been on this intimacy journey but Michelle um I mean they both gave some really great resources um I started to get into reading bell hooks too now there were points in my life where I couldn't really understand well bell hooks words especially all about love but um I think I'm at a better place where I can really like figure out what that looks like what what I need to um work on and grow from by like rereading her words and like really like getting in, like I feel open enough to be vulnerable and like enter into that, that space where I'm like open to receive the words mm -hmm. that bell hooks writes and that other people like their experiences of like love um you know I even like honestly this goes to Zodiac, which could be immature for a lot of people, but I, I celebrate Zodiac and um, me and one of my friends, we used to always talk about like our disgust for people who were water signs. I'm so sorry, guys, but um, I don't feel like I, I honestly did not feel that way about like I never felt like truly disgusted, but 
there were some behaviors that I could never understand of people who were from water signs like Pisces, Scorpio, and um, Cancer. And it's crazy because I always attract Cancer men. Literally, mm. most of the men that I have dated in my life have been Cancer men. Maybe mm. like a couple of signs outside of that, but like I swear, like starting from the get go when I was younger like dating like it's been cancer men and so I just never was like mm, I wonder what that no, I, I never wondered what they were teaching me because I'm just like uh like you guys are too dependent on love but I've really learned that especially dealing like being friends with a lot of women who are Pisces and Cancers and Scorpios like really understood um that love like you don't have to be ashamed to want love you know what I mean like they shamelessly seek loving relationships and I applaud them for that because I feel like that is so brave and they feel like that's just a regular day in their life sometimes <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know but um maybe we can have another conversation about that another time because you sound like you're real interested um <laughs> but um that whole episode helped me to really understand especially because like I look at I watched like Brene Brown clips and like read her stuff too and she basically was just like um the thing that you kind of um don't really like in other people it's a reflection of you it's like something that you don't like about yourself and I really had to Mm. like take those words in and like really sit with that and that episode gave me a a reason to be like yo check yourself because you're not all perfect like you got some things you got to work out and you need like people show you love all the time you just don't receive it because whatever blockers or whatever walls you have up Mm. so you really need to like get in get get around that because people deserve to to have it reciprocated too if that's how you feel like you need to express yourself I've let a lot of people walk out of my life that I'm just like I didn't want them to walk out of my life but like I'm being stubborn Mm. you know Mm. all right anyway great episode (laughs) (laughs) so that that episode taught me a lot too you right yeah yeah I hear I hear (laughs) Yeah, I did a lot of growth. We'll probably have another conversation about that because I feel like Anthony was just eating this up. You know what I mean? He just was loving it. <laughs> you was taking us somewhere, Chantel. I tried. I tried to take you on the journey of my life in the in the 2022s, okay? But, so um, same, que- same question ahead. to you. What stands out when you think about one of our episodes that has helped you a lot? Um, I start from like the origins, like back, back, back in the day, like even pre-pandemic us, um, (laughs) before we even realized that like there would be this amount of work going into like, you know, healing and adapting to people being so ill and airborne illness like this. Um, so I'm going to go into uh spring 2019 episode five the psychology of money management um yeah 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 i'm taking it back so that episode premiered um may 8th in 2019 so like i told y'all i've dug back in the origins okay but um for me that was really significant because um i just I, I loved first of all having this that conversation with you um about money management. We I think we really broke down like some walls um when it came to what exactly we were doing with our money and like what fears we might have had around it because we also know that money management is just not like the paper and the coins. It is literally our psychology, how we feel about it, how what buying things makes us feel, what saving for things makes us feel like, you know, so um I, I really felt um, a breakthrough with that episode for myself because I learned, um, you know, just things that I, I like buried deep inside about my negative feelings about money. I brought that to the forefront and like confronted them in that episode, but also like it has given me, it has made a theme for my adulthood. Um, just in terms of like, yes, I'm still trying to figure out how to manage my money and it's okay to ask for help. Um, sometimes you have to hire that help and pay money for it, you know, but if this is something that's going to benefit you, then you can do it and you can find a way to do it. And you don't have to make an excuse as to why you cannot when there's always like an extra dollar that I, that I myself personally can always save up to afford it so um 
Yeah. Thank you for that reminder because um was that just a you and I episode? I feel like there's somebody else on there too. I feel like there was too. Um let me check. But yeah, anyway, I'll keep talking. The, <laughs> yeah. um, I actually went to look up earlier this year. It was the top of the year. I had found um, finance therapy. I didn't realize that that was a thing that therapists help people work through stuff with, with finances. And I was like, oh, I think this is something that I'm going to invest in at some point. It wasn't something that I was ready to do like right away because you know, the irony, it's not in the budget right now, <laughs> but um, there are still things that are, I remember in that conversation, just having the conversation was big for me because I didn't want to discuss money and discuss, it just made me very anxious, made me uncomfortable. Um, There's lots of shame. Um, and I remember following that episode, I was like, I can't continue to be shamed. I did end up finding, I think that was right after um because i think the end of 2019 is when i found a, a finance consultant um to help me kind of analyze where i was at with my credit with my debt and all that um but still recognizing that again the psychology part of it there's some stuff that i still want to work through and what i was saying at the beginning of this year is like yo the stuff that still makes me squirm like there's always going to be those things in your life but I'm not for keeping these things that have been there for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Like if it's new stuff or like I'm building and learning, I don't want to be that person that's been like, you know what? This has been my relationship with money my entire life and ain't nothing changed. And so, um, yeah, that episode really opened my eyes into thinking also um, that it's not just all my fault. I put all the onus on me. Like the your relationship with money, your psychology has to do with your with your family the community that you live in, how were other people spending money? What was their relationships with it, right? And so the life hack in that for me was just like, oh, I put so much of like, you, 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 you didn't do something right or you, you, you are missing something. And I'm like, oh no, it's like all these examples and experiences that you also have to unpack just like the other things in life. So I appreciated that life hack from it. That's a really good episode to bring up. That's a good gem. Yeah. You you said a, you said a word, especially because it's like I remember so many times being like, damn, like I wish I had parents who were rich or something like that. Like that would ultimately be the thing that like cured my issues, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just like, no, like these are deeper generational like wounds, you know. Um, especially as a person of the African diaspora, like these are deep generational personal wounds for us that we are healing as we continue to like talk about it, to to be active with it, you know, just be activists for our own personal growth. So um, I'm so happy that that is something that you got from that episode. And I did want to point out that um, we had that episode with Michelle and Philemon and Sule, they were a part of that episode and it was super interesting um, to have them be a part of that episode. So I definitely appreciate them helping us to get out of our little money, our money woes type of feelings. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for contributing that yes. that special piece to that. because um, substitutes for that one, yes. yeah. Yeah, as we all we all were in that place as you know like black people black american people in in philemon he is ghanaian so he had another experience as well growing up a part of his life in ghana but um i i just loved hearing our own truths from people who looked like me and who could probably resonate with my experiences who also had their own experiences like um, learning about money with their family or learning about money through media or outside, like in school or something like that. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is... I would love to, sorry. I just want to say, I want to hear about this financial psychologist, you know, person or group or anything too. Um, when you get a chance, no well, pressure. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, what is a, episode that she might have felt was kind of unique that she really liked and I'll go first so for me the um we had two episodes 
One of it was on analyzing hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the first one was with the ethnomusicologist. Um, I can't Fr- remember. Fredera. Oh, the, huh? Dr. Fredera on the Dr. Fredera and episode. Um, sorry, what did you say? I said on the musicology episode. Yeah. Dr. Federa and what was um the guy's name? Oh gosh, why am I losing it? Oh we'll, shoot. We'll get his anyway. Name. I'm gonna because he was amazing too. Like yes, really, really great. And so the first conversation I think was about everybody being stuck on the R. Kelly was kind of like the example, but these examples of the artists and separating the artists from the um from the music and everything well sorry Mm -hmm. i think that was the analyzing hip-hop and then we were also talking about things like misogyny and everything in hip-hop for sure yeah first episode we were talking about with music just kind of like this thread of people being like um hip-hop or like this generation with hip-hop r&b and like black music culture being very unique and she really helped us understand that it wasn't is that like this is a pattern in history mm-hmm. that um, when you reach a certain age, you don't like the music that you're hearing because it's not made for you. And I was like, oh, this was so, it was a very kind of like unique and specific convo, but something yeah. I'm just like, I don't hear discussed kind of like anywhere else. And it helps me make sense of it. Um, and makes me appreciate my music friends that I have yeah. because it's getting less and less. Um, and so I appreciate my music friends that are like in the 30s because she said, I think it was like age 27 or whatever, people stop like ingesting new music. So I appreciate my music friends that are like in their 30s and like, you hear this new song or you hear this new artist? I'm like, yes, we holding on. We holding on. <laughs> we trying shit. Stuff be changing. I'll be like, I don't even know, man. <laughs> if it weren't for TikTok or like certain social media platforms, I'd be like, listen, we're not I even trying know. that, okay? <laughs> we be open. Yeah, those episodes were so cool. Um, I don't know. I didn't I I've never really had a conversation with other people who had studied hip hop, who had studied music like had a well in-depth conversation about like how that has played a role in our lives. Um, other than when I took a class in college and it was like a um, African-American studies class um, and I had to read a, a few books surrounding hip hop, but it was more so of like how hip hop came from poverty, um, the origins, how it transpired into, or like it just, was transported to different regions in France or in like Brazil, the favelas, um, you know, so that was really cool to have that conversation with people who were my age, who study this and like do this for a living, like really teach the way that music translates and there's like another form of language for other people and another form of communication to build community, things like that. So it was really, really cool. Um, we had some great people on those episodes too. Damn, Dr. Shirella was, was there. Shirella was there. Maxwell was there. Like we just Dr. Had... Langston. That's his name, Dr. Langston. Yes, Dr. Langston and Dr. Federa. You guys are amazing. Like I will never ever forget you guys too. Like I mean, I'm, I might forget the name, but listen, I remember that face because I think you guys taught you guys taught me a lot. Like seriously, we're sitting in those conversations and I'm like on mute, like oh my god, what? Like just reacting because I'm just like damn, like I had never heard these words spoken this way before, and maybe I just need to be in more conversations like this too um you know where people are pushing me to think outside of what I normally think about these things so yeah it was it was cool so one episode that I think answers that question is Mm -hmm. the soul healing work on the 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 platforms with Blake and Alana remember Mm. remember Blake from um Diary of a Mad Black Man or yeah, it's a Diary of a Mad Black Man, his podcast. Yeah, Diary of yeah. a Mad Black Man podcast. And um Alana from We Are in the Fret, the We Are in the Flesh, um, her project. Um, I thought it was super, super important because I'm just like, you know, we just think of social media um as fake and phony mostly. I know I do. Um, maybe that's a judgment from me, but also because um when I do get a chance to really connect with people on social media, um it is through things that are like soul healing. Like mm-hmm. I talk all the time about me joining Facebook groups and like 
you know, being on Twitter very heavily, but it's because um, I'm interacting with people who are helping me to learn more about myself and to like really dig deep. Um, even on Twitter, like I, I remember following a page that I was just like, oh, this is like really cool. I like these quotes. Like this guy's like really, really in tune with himself. I'm really trying to learn. And there was like a Duke page that friend, friend requested me. And I just, it just was so unnoticeable. Like the, I, like I had to go back and look because they were like, yeah, I'm just really feeling your, like they messaged me and was like, I'm really feeling your energy and everything. I just knew that from your, your profile name and your picture and everything that like, I should follow you. And I looked and I was like, well, thank you. They were like, so what's your sign? I told them my sign. And right after that, I was like, listen, this person is not that person. Like, let me go look. Sure enough, they weren't. And I blocked them. Like, whatever. <laughs> you ain't about to manipulate me, son, son. But I still enjoy those platforms because, you know, I'm not necessarily seeking those out to be like, oh, hey, like, I want to learn how to, you know, I, I want to learn the process of a BBL or something like that. And to all those people who are good for you, you know, I definitely don't hold any judgment towards that. But what my whole being is like, I'm really trying to learn to live with the skin that I'm in. I'm trying to make my brain, you know, like make my brain connect with my emotions a little bit better than what they were. And that's what I am seeking out on those platforms. So it was really amazing to see the work that Blake and Alana did um, and how they were so vulnerable. Even like, I feel like all this is going to come back every episode. We have broken down our vulnerability that much more. So mm -hmm. that was super, super helpful. And I think it was so crazy because this was our first time. I'm, I think you had met Blake before, right? And yeah, you had I met, been a and guest you on had, his show. You had talked to Alana before too, but I, this is my first time meeting him, and we had connected so well on that episode. Like it just flowed so crazy. So, um, I really enjoyed that. They made me feel warm and welcome to share whatever I needed to get off my chest that moment. So, yeah, really important episode to me. That was a good one to bring up. Yeah. That I'm taking it back. You smiling. I wish you I really could... are. You are. <laughs> he got that smile. You know the smile when you like, I'm just thinking about something and smiling at the same time. You know, he doing that one. So. That was good yes. Yes. We've had some great episodes with No Class Podcast. Like we do we do tremendous work i will say that like we do tremendous work we are always pushing ourselves to be better than who we were five minutes ago but also yeah. like, <laughs> we are just pushing conversations like i you know if we hadn't had that conversation about polyamorous relationships that probably would have been something i just would have been like researching like I joined some of the groups that they talk about or didn't talk about because they were like, woo, don't do that one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But um, not saying that that's something that I want to be involved in, but just because I'm like, damn, this is a whole nother aspect of life to me. I never considered. So we always bring people on who really push us to like open ourselves up and dig outside of who we are and our family who we are to people at our workplaces and who we think we are to ourselves. So yes. like, you don't need no yet. <laughs> what about okay. you? Do you have another one? Or give me an episode. Let's do this. Name an episode that stands out to you that you think that. surprised me or maybe one or no how about this pick an episode for me that was a, that has an interesting story to it and I'll pick one for you um an interesting story <laughs> like an interesting story that you may have told or maybe something that's like a background story that what people didn't know or how it led us to that episode or I know that Chantel really did some learning or was surprised and wasn't like looking forward to this episode but did after we did it what's the episode like that for me and i'll do one for you oh who do i think for you um damn let's see um i'm gonna oh maybe there was jesus black episode 
Mm. Huh. Maybe that was Jesus the Black episode. Um, yeah. Spring okay. 21, episode 19 was Jesus Black. We had a great conversation. Um, that was yeah, yeah. Jason helped helped a lot. And I feel like he helped you break down a lot of um the complexities of analyzing like your place in Christianity or outside of it. So um how I mean, how do you feel about what I said? I I think that's really accurate. Yeah, we had him twice. Um one of them was the question my Christianity and one of them was Jesus black or not. And just the um lightness and the humor, but of course the like just him knowing like the Bible like that. Like we were able to have fun, but also be serious and also be like, and he's not too preachy and too churchy. Like it I was, love it. it was really great because as I had shared in that episode, I did not grow up in religious places where you were supposed to question the Bible, like, and not even in a confrontational way, just have questions. And so the the space for us to be able to question it was just like, oh, this is so great. I needed this so much. So not that there was a right or wrong answer, but that was the right answer. All right. <laughs> Okay, my my for, uh, uh. yeah, what you think mine about mine? for you? I would probably <laughs> guess would be the episode on. Do I want to go with that one? <laughs> you said there's no right or wrong, like we really did a lot. <laughs> okay, I have two. Okay, um, the one that I can see right now, and then there's another one I know we did it, I can't find the title. The first one, I'd say I'm not Democrat or Republican. Oh yeah. The episode that we did with Franca and Franca we were like dope. really breaking down kind of like more on local level politics. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember like you being excited and having more questions and being like, oh, this is where I want to engage or, or or where I want to learn some more. So that'd be one. And the second episode we did on what was it? Order of birth or siblings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, oh, crap. What was that? And I can't remember what that one's called. But in that episode, we talked about the significance of your order of birth. Like, did you have siblings? Were you the right. oldest, the middle, the youngest child? And we had, like, breakdown how that may affect your personality or how you move in life. Yeah. Honestly, both of those were really good. Oh, um, no, it wasn't Fix My Sibling. That was something else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we gotta not talk for them siblings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like the episode with Franca because um, my mother has family who are in local government, and my father was really close because he works with unions um in Baltimore City. He um knows a few government people, but I never really understood like what they did for me exactly Franca was like really interesting to me especially because I now have other friends who are not just a part of the two-party system like Republican Democrat like some are independent like you know it's super expansive and when I first started filling out my little voter registration card when we were in school like this was around the time Obama President Obama was being elected you know um so it was like a really huge push for Democrats to be a part of this process to elect him. Mm-hmm. So I chose, you know, because I, I still, I like at that time, I didn't know like, Oh, if you choose independent, like you can't be in the primary, you know, like in the, in that process. So it's just like, I, I made a choice when I, you know, I was legal enough to make that choice, but I wasn't knowledgeable enough to make that choice. And me learning as an adult, what it means to like really live in a society that is affected by those choices we've made, you know, and how that, how we move forward as a community, like what that looks like. So um, that was cool. And yeah, the, the sibling order, because I've had friendships, I have friendships with people who are not, who all are not like the sibling who is the firstborn but they have responsibilities that a firstborn sibling would have you know mm-hmm. or you know sibling like people who are in my family who are only children who don't have siblings so it was really really interesting to see like I always learned growing up especially with people who don't 
have siblings necessarily like I've always heard that like oh they could be really selfish they're not understanding like they want the world to revolve around them because everybody gives them attention they don't have to share that or anything so it's just it's, it was interesting and then you know hearing about your family how your order works and how that's translated in different aspects of how you communicate with your siblings and like your loved ones and your parents like and your step parents like I just it was so interesting so yeah you're right those those are really pivotal for me dope yeah I still take away and I think I said in that episode I was going to and I do like when you um like I said the way people are like what's your sign <laughs> I'm one of my first is you have siblings what order are you <laughs> <laughs> I like still do that and then like tell me about that like right right what is what does life look like for a middle child Marsha yeah. Marsha Marsha um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but mm. yeah do we have one more episode that we want to talk about or each um you like mean on this question or a different category? another like another category yeah what well, go ahead you got one um do I um let's see I'm just gonna look through I mean we haven't really talked much about <laughs> our like what is it report card episodes mm-hmm. so what do you think was like the the report card episode that stood out to you the most like that you can remember I don't know if it was like super dark or super funny super light super like um enriching like um I think what stood out to me because you know we had our point um classmates some of y'all been with us for a long time sometimes a shorter time some of you a shorter time where we've moved the format where we would have report card and main topic in an episode. Then we started doing report card on its own episode then a main topic. Yeah. Um, so it'd be every other one. And then like, we've been like, okay, we'll throw a report card in, you know, every now and then it doesn't have to be every other episode. And I felt like the time that all of it has been important, but what was like oh wow did you know or like this is important to talk about I felt like it was during the pandemic yeah. was like because all of us were trying to figure it out and it was like stories with the pandemic stories with like especially with people treating workers wrong um yeah <laughs> and then it had like the lightness of like people just trying to figure stuff out at home and making fun of pandemic stuff mm-hmm. so I don't know if I have a very specific story or episode but um yeah definitely during that time and a lot of those f's that we gave out but um okay maybe i do have one remember (laughs) the guy who kept saying this is like during the i think the same episode the guy from papa john's that said nigga nigger and then there was another and he was like oh part of i did the training and i'm trying my best to stop it but it just like keeps following me around (laughs) I think that story is the N word is following me. (laughs) Hilarious. And I was like, what? How is this a statement? This is ridiculous. So, yeah. For me, it is just a culmination of things, but I'm just not forgiving people who did them damn crate challenges. Like, why would you do (laughs) something so stupid? I can't do, like, I cannot do y'all for real. Like, it was just so dumb. Like, why would you ever in your life stack some crates and climb them? No glue, no wood, no like, like what you doing? Like you know you just want break bones. Like why would oh, you ever God. like? So stupid. Um, even us having a story about um Kiki Palmer who is now pregnant. Like I know I'm hoping <laughs> she don't got use the EBT. You feel me? But <laughs> even her having her comments about like food stamps and stuff, I'm sure that has increased tremendously due to like the inflation and the amount of money Mm -hmm. that's going into groceries and stuff right now you know like her just really like learning from that experience and from all for all of us there are some people who listen to us who have never had to experience um using an ebt or like a food stamp card or even like back in the day with the with the paper food stamps you know what i mean so you know it it's interesting that the way society has been operating in the the 
way that we have been addressing it. Even Lobusi and his many critiques of, you know, people who are not quite heterosexual or like have different sexual orientations and stuff like that. Um, like he is, he represents a big part of the American culture. He represents a big part of, of, of global culture, honestly, because there are a lot of people who condemn and kill people for still being gay or for being trans trans or anything. So, you know, it's not always celebrated. So I just think every conversation we've had about the, the events that were relevant to our time, like we've tried our best. Um, some of it is really, really funny. And some of it is really, really dark and like crazy. Um, we talked about Bruce Beach and I think they're selling Bruce Beach back now. That family is selling Bruce Beach back in California now to the state of California for more money. Um, so yeah, like things have changed dramatically. Um, dang, I even remember us having a conversation about the people dressing up as old ladies to get the COVID vaccine. Oh, yes. Like, yo, people, people yeah, are dying to get the vaccine. Y'all crazy out here. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay, y'all crazy and it's fine, but like, get oh, some God. help. I do that. <laughs> mm. Little old bitties trying, you know, I'm saying get the vaccine. Now it's more than, more than ever, you know, prevalent. So it's like, mm -hmm. do your thing, you know. But um, overall, and I think this is going to be my final statement on it, um, I think that No Class Podcast has been like such a beautiful work of art for myself. Um, and I, I'm not sure if you can say the same, but I know for me, like I never thought me talking so damn much would like help to heal me too. Um, because I... I've always been more on the shy side growing up. And then when it came to me even like recording myself and listening to my voice, like I was just not here for it. I was just like, oh my God, my voice sounds so ugly. Like even still now, I'm just like, that's me talking. You know, I don't sound sick. You know what I'm saying? I don't sound like I'm singing Smelly Cat with a cold, you know, but, <laughs> um, you know, it has been a tremendous form of like work like a art like artwork for me my voice um because sometimes I just feel like it's poetry coming out and it ain't it ain't iambic pentameter or nothing but it just feels therapeutic enough to like express and I really appreciate the voices who have come on and been a part of that and for helping me to open up and share my voice with the community that we've built so mic drop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like I said, there's been so much learning and so much pushing that no class does. Um, I'm thinking specifically about having topics that I'm like, oh, we want to talk about this. And Chantel and I being like, we need somebody else for this. And I, I like this is not to undervalue. I love our friends that have been guests and been substitutes on the show. You know what I mean? Who if they didn't know us would probably be on the show but you know a lot of it is like come on friend come be on the show but the like there's a nervousness of reaching out to somebody i know you don't know me but you should be on the show and like yeah. i know that um one of those was being 40 under 40 on viagra <laughs> that yeah. episode obi was oh amazing my oh my gosh i'm still going to london i'm gonna go find him i'm like you you and your girlfriend come hang out like what we doing you know what I mean? <laughs> come hang out uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Obi, you don't know me. I just saw you on Vice TV, but like <laughs> we need you on here and came through. Um, I also amazing. think about um, yeah, was amazing. Um, and so I think about those people that we didn't know, like um, like we said, Dr. Um Langston and Dr. Um, Federa. Yes, Langston and Dr. Federa, the ones that we did not know, and we're like, okay, great, yeah, we want to be on your show. Cause I do love in one of the things that I find valuable and important that I want to be always connected to is amplifying Black voices For and sure. people that are like Black people that are experts in what they do and passionate about what they do. And so I love that that happens through No Class is that constant kind of like connectivity that we are building. Yeah. And so I appreciate like No Class pushing me for that because I'm like, nope, we didn't have too many episodes where it's just me and Chantel. Nope, we need to have an expert on this. We need to have a guest on this. And no class is constantly pushing that. And each time that we do that, it's built on 
the work that we've done. It's built on our catalog and it's having confidence that like, yeah, we've had dope ass conversations. Oh yeah. Full of substance. Yes, you want to be a part of this. Yeah, you want to join. You know what I mean? So it's like also like a, a confidence builder on the beautiful work that we've done. So um, yeah, all the love on that. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some really, really drastic changes in our lives since the inception of No Class Podcast. Like, you know, that's why I'm really proud that it is our anniversary again like you know we've had super amazing transitions of like hosts and um you know of course like you said before like figuring out episodes and how to really like do those which by the way you've always done an amazing job of like really helping with the topics like the the treatment for everything like making sure the guests are on point and informed about everything like I just truly appreciate what you do and the value that you add to no class podcast like you the bomb Anthony J I'm telling you get get your earth sign okay because they be doing what they be doing get All your right. earth sign we having a and conversation it's the other side it's the other side of Chantel <laughs> doing the great editing that we have for the episode the posting of the episode like it's a it's great teamwork. And like you said, we had people like transition of this and neither one of us were like, oh, we're experts. Like we got this. I, I know I definitely entered in and I was like, oh, I'm curious about like having the, the discussion. I wasn't as confident as like finding the guest and stuff. And the same for you for like editing. You were like, well, I can take a stab at it and I can try, but, and like, look at us, like we got a system and so we might as well be sponsored by Google, but they ain't <laughs> ready for us. They are not ready, okay? <laughs> not ready. Yeah, this has been such a great experience. I can't wait to see what the season has to offer, too. I definitely think we're gonna go back in the in the drawing board and like cook up some really good episodes for you guys too this season. Um always. And honestly, me talking right now on this podcast has helped me in my new career move too. Like we we might have to do some life updates um pretty soon because I have aligned to a new position. Ah. Uh, thank you also to Sania from Flyness. She has been tremendous in helping with that. Like she was one of the great guests too. Like damn, like if we another could, one. We all know you, but come on our show. Yes, like she and I follow her on any social media platform I can now because she still gives out dope advice to any and everybody who wants to hear her voice and like see her like be just amazing so yeah 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 we we do good things looking to 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 travel or to do uh like job shift if you didn't listen to the episode with Sunia you definitely need to oh for sure for sure man we got I I definitely think we got to get her on to pivot like like career pivot um type of episodes because she does that like that's her life's work outside of like doing actual work for like a corporate company or like a nine-to-five type of job so but yeah we got some more stuff planned for y'all, um, classmates and whatnot. Yes. You'll hear our voices more and more. Yes. We keep our running topics that we still need to do, and it's still nice and long, so. Oh. Oh, yeah. That nice ain't going no damn way. <laughs> do you have any last words before, um, I guess I can, you know, take this conversation to the Well, I guess media? we still have homework. Classmates, I hope you took down some good notes for this lesson because it's time for homework. And I guess if you have to give one homework episode for people to listen to, what would be the one homework episode that you would you would give hmm. that we haven't mentioned? Or how about I say that we all of them were potentially homework? What's one that we haven't mentioned that you'd like? This is homework. Um, I want to look. I mean, to list um the episode that we had with Maria, the person who really brought us together. The American Dream episode. Do you remember that? I do. I um I think that is super significant, even with us celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and like his life and legacy. Um, I think it's super important for us to think about what our dreams are, like how that how our voices can be maximized and like the people that we can really use and cultivate space for in our lives. Um, I love that American dream episode. It really helps me to see another story of how the American dream is pursued. And um, I just think that we all have a, a, an important piece to add to that story and no, no story is too small or too insignificant. So I want everybody to look at, listen to that episode again and um, 
I don't know. You don't have to you don't have to take down notes or nothing, but just listen to it again because it's super important for us to all understand like our peace and like our the importance of us existing um and what that looks like in the context of if you listen in the United States like being a part of the dream that you always desired. So hmm. um I'm going to suggest the, I'm going to cheat and do two of them, actually. Okay. Um, One of them, because it's kind of that time of year. The health codes, cracking the health codes episode where Mm -hmm. Chantel was taking us through and like, how do these benefits work? How do I get benefits? All of that, that episode, that's a great life adulting hack. Um, And I know that, you know, for most jobs, you enrollment period is like in December and like now is the time that like you actually use them and if you need to know how that works and everything I said go to that episode and then a second one um that I want people to be at a different place with that I still don't see us kind of getting there as a society or moving very so slow very slowly is um the one on you don't have to be abstinent on Ooh. the conversation about drug use that we have with Regine and and Candy. Yes. And so that really helped us understand the um a little bit around offensive language around folks that are dealing with um substance challenges, but they also brought to that convo um and made me understand differently that people can use drugs recreationally and the way that drugs are just put as throw away the entire human being if they just touch drugs you know what I mean and so it made me channel that differently and uh kind of like approach and it from a different way because I was definitely coming from a very a lot more of a judgmental space so oh yeah oh yeah the the lack of empathy that is always attributed to um abusing substance or anything like you know, the amount of pain that people are going through when they're indulging that way. It's like, mm-hmm. or not even indulging, but just really trying to sustain life as, actually at that point. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I mean, I've dealt with like addiction has been a part of my family for since I could remember since I was born. So I thought it was a super important conversation to have because um we all live with a form of addiction. It's just what society deems, you know, valuable and what it doesn't. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was that was cool. Damn, I really I kinda wanna do another episode with them too. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> Chit chat and whatnot. Um but sure. thank you all for joining us for another episode of No Class Podcast. Happy anniversary to you guys, two classmates for, you know it's your anniversary on listening to us um but i wanted to get into the social media if there is anything that you would like to say to add to no class podcast episode ideas maybe you want to be a guest um you want to commend us for our beautiful voices our little song tweet tweet tweets voices so (laughs) um you can contact us and look for us on soundcloud apple podcast um google podcast facebook and instagram as no class podcast on twitter we are no underscore class podcast tumblr we are no dash class podcast only fans we just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we can also be reached on gmail at no dot class podcast at gmail.com please rate us on itunes please we are always accepting donations um we would love to hear your feedback anything that you can add to our lovely stories and not so lovely stories on no class podcast it would be amazing so any last words anthony J? uh no last words as usual y'all stay hydrated melanated and glowed up and we look forward to all the great learning and all the great great riches we're gonna share in 2023 wealthies okay (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye